everyone. We are live. Ladies and gentlemen, what is up? It's Brad Modridge coming back at you. Just like I said a couple weeks ago, every day I'm going to be doing my best to be uh, to bring value to everyone out there in social media world. Um, I'm going to downshift a little because uh, usually when I start these lives, I'm all like, go, 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 go. And I'm like jumping out of the chair. But I, I, I have a special guest on today. Um, I've had the ability to watch a couple transformations with 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 this man, young man. Um, and uh, I've known him for almost probably, and I don't get me right on this, but I'm thinking like three years, three, four years. How long has it been, Joe? Yeah, man, it's been a long time because I knew you. Um, it's been actually about a decade. A because, decade? That long? Because oh, I, my God. Because we, we crossed paths at L.A. At L.A.? When I was, um, right after I got out of college, which was around like 2004. Wow. Uh, and, then, and then I moved, and you moved, and then we moved back to the area, and specifically L.A., uh, and then we saw each other again. And That's then, right. So we've been just, man, throughout the years. years. Each other in the In the valley. and. Wow. Uh, yeah, but specifically, I mean, I think back to the last uh, three years uh, where I was really focused on the physical side of my yeah. health, along with the other areas as well, but how it all was integrated. And, and really, you were such a big cheerleader of me as I was really focusing in on eating and, and lifting and, and uh, running and all those things to stay active. Uh, so yeah, man, it's been it's been. Well, quite let me a, make an introduction, ladies and gentlemen. Pastor Joe Velarde, um, <laughs> thank you for being on from Riverbend Community Church. Uh, and just like he just said, uh, you know, I, I got a chance to witness his transformation and his focus and his determination. And another really cool thing that I've had the ability um, to watch from the sidelines is watching your community just grow and, you know, just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, if you want to, you know, tell, tell us about Riverbend Community Church, you know. Yeah, so we uh, started this church back in 2009. And so we, we started with the heart uh, to really uh, be about living for Jesus in the everyday, ordinary and extraordinary moments of life and then loving the valley and serving like Jesus served and sharing what he came to do for all people. And so over the course of of those years, it's been over a decade now, uh, we've been able to see other churches started and, and walking alongside other leaders as they've started churches. Um, and then really what's cool is watching um, the, the, the value that we've um, received ultimately from um, others partnering with us and walking with us and doing life with us. But then in response to Jesus and, and to those people walking with us, being able to really serve well uh, in our community and to engage our community and to be helpful um, and to find tangible ways to meet different needs um, in our community. Like I was just telling Brad before we got on this, uh, that, you know, we, we have 4,000 meals uh, that FEMA and Pima have delivered to us uh, on Tuesday. And this is in partnership with the Baptist Resource Network. And so we're able to distribute meals throughout the Valley to people in need working with community partners like Sixth Street Shelter, New Bethany Ministries, the Allentown School District. So it's just been really cool to watch um, us be able to partner with Jesus and others uh, to see good in the community. And so those are some things about our church. We meet right off. Uh, now we're online, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're right. online, just to clarify. Uh, but when we were, you know, before coronavirus started happening here, we were we were gathering uh, at 795 Robo Road, which is right off the airport road area in a warehouse space that we've retrofitted. 
uh, to work for what we're trying to do here in the community and to connect with people and, and to really, you know, walk alongside others and help people to connect uh, with who this Jesus is and what he has for them and, and to, um, you know, experience all that he's inviting us all into, you know, so to come and experience what he has for us, connect with other people and then, you know, commit to living for Jesus and loving the valley and the world. So those are some things about, about Riverbend. Yeah, that's, that's all. And you know what it's there, there's, you're creating a little buzz, which is great. Hmm. You know, I just want to quick share something. I was, uh, before I did uh, the social media kind of picture that I made and I put on my Instagram, um, I got to commend you on something. Every picture in all of your social media, you have this ginormous smile. Oh. <laughs> and, and, and those of you, I know this is a digital world, but those of you, just so you know, you know, there, there's probably only a handful of people that will get me to stop cursing, right? You know, I, I, I potty mouth, it is what it is. They, they fly. My wife's constantly yelling at me for it. Um, she's trying to keep my mouth clean. Um, Joe, you're one of those guys, like, I don't, I, I, I won't curse. And, and, it's, and, and I want to explain why, because this is going to lead in to the power of your message today. There, there are certain people that have just pure, there's a pureness to you. Hmm. And uh, when, when I say pureness, it's just, it's, it's always positive. It's always about doing good. It's always, you know, obviously your, your faith is unquestionably deep. Um, everything about you, but it's always, every time I've, I've spoke to you, it was everything would always stop. And I was the most important person in the room. Mm -hmm. And that's a challenge for a lot of people, but you do it so effortlessly. And I, I got to commend you, man. You know, you, you know, just having conversations with you, you know, I tend to, to perk up a little bit and you know, that that's a, that's a gift. Oh, and perfect. you know, with, with our current situation, when I was thinking of, of leaders that I wanted to bring in, um, especially in our community leaders, and I'm bringing people from all over. I, you know, I have someone from uh, from England next week. I, you know, there's people all over the country, but I wanted to localize community leaders, mm -hmm. right? And specifically, you know, our backyard. You're one of those guys because th what I wanted you to touch base on today was there's a lot of people that are losing a lot of faith. Yeah, they're losing faith in the government. Mm -hmm. They're losing faith in themselves. Mm -hmm. They're losing faith in the process and business. And there's trust issues that are coming up. And I know, you know, we just kind of touched on this a little bit earlier prior to starting the live, um, the mental health issues that are going to start popping up. Um, right now, a lot of people are getting, they're, they're, they're getting tough on the chin. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've had seven principles that I've been preaching since day one. Mm -hmm. um, but one thing, I didn't give them any kind of tools or nuggets for was to help them get through the disparity, right? The, the, you know, in, in my eyes, one, I think they have to know it's okay to feel bad. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, having these mixed emotions, it's a normal part of the process. Like it's okay. Like, you know, uh, my, my, I'll just use an example. My daughter was, you know, ticked off the other day. And, you know, I tried to explain to her, listen, it's okay to have these emotions. Like you got to let them out. You just can't let them bottle it up. Mm -hmm. What do you say to someone that is kind of just feeling lost, 
you know, maybe, you know, there's no faith. There's, they're just, they, they got all of this kind of the, 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 the negative kind of building up. What's, what's a, what's a couple nuggets that you would give to that person? Yeah. Well, first of all, Brad, thanks for your encouragement, man, towards me. Uh, wow. That was, that was so life-giving. I, I just really appreciate that. And what an honor to be on it, on this, uh, with you today, this episode and, uh, to be interviewed by you. And as I think about uh, that question that you were specifically asking as far as nuggets, uh, there is an article that may be really helpful for your listeners to look at. It's from the Harvard Business Review, and it was by a, a, a grief uh, expert and leader. His name is Dr. David Kessler. And in that, he talks about how we're all experiencing a unified grief, uh, and we're experiencing layers of it um, from things like our lives are not what they once were. We can't do what we normally did. Our rhythms are off. Um, to not being able to see people, to even things like you lost jobs, you know, lost your job or lost income. You know, all kinds of things are happening right now. Or like I'll use in my my case, uh, my grandmother passed away two weeks ago, and I mean that was really hard. And yeah, man, it was hard because I I couldn't be with her because of this virus. She's in a nursing home in the D.C. area. And um, I couldn't be with my grandfather. We can't do a memorial yet. You know, we're talking about doing that in May. Um, and so I think what we have to understand is that grief in itself is an important part that we acknowledge, that we have griefs. And it's what you said before, Brad. So we got to be honest about where we are. And when you look at the, the five stages of grief, you know, and you, you think about those, those things, and in those stages... Um, you know, you, you see these different emotional uh, times in, in your your process, and the process can go back and forth a bit. But you see things like anger, or before it even anger, denial, and then you know you, you go to to anger, to bargaining, uh, to sadness, acceptance. But David Kessler adds uh, a, a sixth part to that, and he calls it meaning. Uh, that there's meaning as you go through the grief. So. What I would just say to all of us is it's okay that you're feeling all these things. And I think one of the things we need to, to do is to be honest with where we are and to start praying as we um, are feeling those things. And I, what I mean by praying is just wherever you are in your faith journey, uh, I would say to you just to say uh, to God, like, God, I, I feel this. And to reach out to people around you as well as you're processing the different things that you're feeling. Uh, because one of the things that can happen is if we're not careful and we don't go through a process like that, the pain ends up owning us versus us owning the pain. So if you don't process the pain that you're going through right now or the grief, you miss out on the gift and the goodness from it and the purpose that you can then give in your own life into the life of those around you. Um, because what can, what can happen is um, you can just look at it and say, wow, I'm going to kind of grin and bear it. I'm going to just act like it's not happening. Um, those are all forms of denying what's really going on. You know, you can bargain, be like, I would have, could have, should have, you know, get angry, all these things you're feeling. But if you'll take the time to really process and say, hey, it's okay not to be okay. And it's also okay to be okay. Maybe you're fine, you know, right? Mm -hmm. know where you are. We're all at different stages with this thing. And so I think being able to be honest with that and the meaning that we'll find as we go through that process is not to trade the grief and, and to say, hey, uh, or to treat, excuse me, to treat the grief as, 
hey, here's a silver lining with the grief, or this replaces the loss of my grandmother, for example, or you know, the, the income per se has been totally, you know, that I've lost has been totally solved. But rather we say, hey, I, I can have a path forward in the midst of what it is that I'm facing and going through. I can have a path forward to say, hey, there's significance and there's life to be lived even beyond this worst moment that I'm facing. And so as we process that, I think that it helps us to, again, to find the significance of the security as we strive to move forward. And so those are some things that I would encourage us all with. And to know that the thing you're feeling, even from you know a, a Bible perspective, there are people scripturally who are at the place where they were like, man, I'm, I'm in over my head. Mm-hmm. You know, and people, unfortunately, have said this like phrase, and maybe you've heard this before, Brad, God won't give you more than you can handle. <laughs> heard it all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. And it, there's nowhere in the Bible. <laughs> you know, the Bible says, hey, uh, you know, God will give you more than he can handle. Uh, that's, that's how it goes. But, you know, even people like the Apostle Paul, who's very well known for, you know, his own journey and and uh, seeing new churches and new work started and all kinds of incredible things. He talks about you know, a reference in, in, in the scripture, Second Corinthians 1. He says, man, we were in over our heads. Like we despaired for our lives to the point that we were going to die. And he says in the midst of that despairing, it was so that we wouldn't depend on our, ourselves, but the, depend on the one who raises the dead. And so he says, as we were dependent on on God, he, he delivered us from this and through the prayers of many. In other words, it was, yes, his relationship with their relationship with his their heavenly father, but also the connection piece of community and other people, you know, walking with them. So I would really encourage us to, to understand that there's a God who doesn't run away from our despair or is concerned about, you know, um, the fears that we have in the sense that he, you know, when he, you know, here's our fears that somehow scares them off. No, he, he welcomes our fear, our anger, our sadness. He wants to sit in that with us. He, you know, it says, you know, about Jesus, the shortest verse of the Bible, Jesus wept. It, that's the shortest verse in the Bible. And it means that he walks with us and he weeps with us with whatever we're facing or whatever it is we're going through. So I find that reassuring mm-hmm. and comforting because it gives me the strength in the comfort that I need. Cause it says in that verse in second Corinthians one, that there's a God of all comfort. And that word comfort means to strengthen. He wants to strengthen us. He wants to, you know, walk with us through it. He wants to bring others to shoulder this with us. That's why I love things like this, Brad, because it reminds us of connection and the importance of it in community, even in the midst of coronavirus. Right. I love been, I love that we've been reaching out to each other because that's encouraging leader to leader. Like, man, how are you doing? This is crazy. You know, yes. we're innovating. We're sharing what we're learning. And and the things that may seem like, hey, uh, a setback are really a setup for an opportunity. And to be able to share that with one another, I think, has been very meaningful to me. Yeah, that's awesome. So just really just kind of understand that this is part of the process and we're all going to feel it. Yeah, that's and right. There's no getting out of it. Um, and, you know, even even as, uh, you know, positive and go, 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 go and, you know, rah, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, you know, a, a cheerleader in, in most cases about life and performance. Um, you know, I get my days 
where I just get Rami and I, I remember last night I was pacing back and forth. Literally I was pacing the living room back and forth. Like I just had this itch to me. Um, <clears throat> we have a couple people joining us here. I just want to quick give some, some shout outs. This yeah, is yeah, another sure. cool thing. This is uh, Mr. Seal. Thanks for joining brother. Uh, we see this, this is my buddy Abraham. He's down in, uh, he was a LA fitness member down in Warrington. He's been okay. a little buddy of mine for some time. Hey, Abram. He says he misses us very much. Hmm. And then this is uh, this is another powerhouse. Lori, Lori. Hi, Brad. Try to stay strong over here. You got to stay strong. Don't try. <laughs> you know, I'm going to come at you with the try. <laughs> Remember, I told you, you know, you're your own powerhouse. You can get through it. Right. Um, I got to ask you're here. Yeah. I'm going to use my resources to the best of my ability. Sure. Say a little prayer for us, if you could. Oh, right now? You mean a prayer? Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, man. I would love to, man. Yeah, proud. man. You know, just there's there's a lot of people out there going through it right now. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, some – let's hear what you got. Yeah, let's pray, man. Yes. Uh, uh, Father, right now we just come before you. And, uh, Lord, we just acknowledge that this has been a really heavy season. You know, and, and there, there, there are gifts uh, to be seen in this season as well. Uh, I love that I'm still able to connect with Brad like this and, and so many, uh, and so many others as well. But Lord, I just pray for all of us who are feeling the weight of this virus and the effect of it on our way of life. And some of us, it's hit us in different ways. Uh, I love how Brad was just talking about, um, feeling Rammy Lord, I, I can relate to that. And just that, that energy piece of, not knowing necessarily what to do <laughs> with, with uh, all the energy that we have and, and, and even sometimes the anxiety that we feel and the sadness that we feel. I pray, God, we would just know that you draw near to us. Uh, you're near to the brokenhearted. And I just know that there are people who are brokenhearted and overwhelmed by financial situations, um, by the loss of loved ones, uh, by, uh, by sickness, by trying to homeschool kids, uh, they they don't know what they're doing, <laughs> and uh, they're trying to to do that and do work. And Lord, it's just hard. It's a hard season. But I thank you that you don't ask us to do it in our own power or strength, but that you uh, provide what we need. Um, and I just pray uh, that you would supernaturally strengthen us, God. I pray that your comfort would strengthen us and encourage our hearts and our minds. Lord, I pray we would reach out to others, Lord, whether that's through means like this or through te the telephone, you know, or, you know, uh, using text, using Zoom, whatever it is, God, uh, to let others join in with us. And Lord, we do pray for a cure for the virus, Lord. We do pray um, that you would protect all those on the front lines. I think of all the doctors and the nurses, truck drivers, people working in drive-throughs, um, people working in all kinds of fields to to continue um, to allow us to to fight this virus, Lord. And I just pray for a protection over them as well, Lord. And I just I pray we would just sense God your your good and perfect love for us, even in a, a season that's marked by pain. I pray that we wouldn't let pain just be pain, but that we would process the pain and we'd find purpose by you uh, through the pain. Again, not to minimize what we're feeling, not to give it a silver lining, not to pretend it's better than it is, but that we could be honest before you and to hear what you have for us. 
Thank you for this time. I pray you continue to bless our conversation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. My man. Dude, thanks, man. This is great. Yeah, dude, I'm loving it. You're doing a lot of good things for the community. Um, let me quick just throw up here. I wanted to put, uh, where where can people get in contact with you? What would be the best way? Uh, website, www. Uh, riverbendonline.org. Online.org. Yeah, and then uh, we, you know, you can look me up through Facebook and Instagram as well. Yeah, and then my Instagram's up here, and then your Instagram. Yeah, Riverbend uh, Community Church is all throughout social media um, as well, and uh, we, you know, whether that's through uh, Facebook or Instagram, we, we primarily use those things. We we have um, someone on our team who does a great job. Her name's Katie. She's got to give her a shout out. She she crushes it and does a great job holding that stuff down. We try to really leverage that uh, to connect with people. Um, even especially during this time, we're leveraging things like Zoom. So we do a lot of Zoom groups. So if you're looking for uh, connection points, like we even have a group right now that's helping people work through anxiety and, and worry during this time. We have some uh, professional counselors who are holding that down. Or if you have a need or know someone in need or you want to help uh, meet a need, we have a, a thing that you can fill out as well, which is our, our cares form. But we're just trying to really tangibly meet the needs that are going on right now throughout this coronavirus time and, and uh, just really trying to walk with people because it is a really, like we said early on, Brad, it is a challenging time yeah. for a lot of people. But I, I do think it's important um, with that to even, I wanted to m mention, you know, as, you, as you're honest about what's going on in your lives, mm -hmm. I think that it allows you to know that, you know, as you read through what Paul says, it says that Jesus basically is the deliverer over death and despair like he's our deliverer and he wants to walk with us in that and and what i really want to encourage you to, to consider even as you are thinking about how you're feeling is to look for the little joys in life so what's really important to do in times like this is to be honest about what's going on have connection for sure but what are the things that can help you to take your mind off this and brad and i were talking about this before whether it's um doing some gardening whether it's doing a workout, um, whether it's, um, you know, making memories with the family. You know, uh, I know for me, lately, I've just been enjoying chasing my son outside. Looking on my back, you know, I made this really funny video with our, uh, <laughs> on uh, our Facebook page for Riverbend. I did a Facebook Live. We were doing this thing about how to, you know, we're trying to get our staff team involved. And, and the, the thing was like, how, I was teaching them how to dunk. <laughs> I literally, I was like dunking. I did frontward, backwards dunks. I did all this stuff, and then I, I showed the camera and I showed how like I, I lowered the goal. <laughs> and I lowered it the whole time, and so I was like, "That's how I dunk," you know. And I, you know, it was just a lot of fun. But finding those moments like that, you know, and to, to share in in the the joy of what's going on, because I think um, what's going to happen even as we go through this, um, it will be easy to constantly be inundated with information about the coronavirus. So one of the other things I really want to encourage us is to, to pause from things like news and media, and even at times social media, because our minds cannot, we're not wired to uh, contain and retain all that information. It, it, it causes anxiety to rise within us. And it's not that we shouldn't be informed, and it's not that we shouldn't be on social media, clearly, 
we're for social media and I, it's been a great gift. Like, you know, there's been great things that come from it, but one of the things we got to be careful of with it is by knowing uh, not only all this information, uh, like real time, uh, the, you know, there's a steady stream of stuff that we can't control. It's so uncertain. Um, so what we need to do is hold on to what we know is certain and then, you know, hold, you know, learn what we need to learn as far as information, but then even the social media thing, be careful with it because I think, it could be a learning tool. We can celebrate what others are doing. Like I can celebrate what Brad's doing, but I can celebrate what I'm doing. But comparison can start to creep in, even at a time like this. And so we want to be careful because comparison is the thief of joy, right? It, it just kills our joy because we start trying to compare and be something that maybe we're not intended to be. Say and, that. I'm sorry. Say that comparison. Say comparison, comparison is the thief, thief of joy. joy. Whoa. <laughs> and that's not original with me, but that's like a, a quote that's pretty well known. But like, you know, it's just it, it kind of kills the joy from the moment. Like we can miss the people that are right in front of us as a result. You know, we were talking about our families or, you know, in this season, there's all kinds of things that are coming up even for all. Of us. So it's easy, even though we're people are like, oh, we have more time. Well, it, I don't know if we have more time. I think we have a different format of time. I actually think I'm busier than I was before because I'm having to recreate all my systems and structures uh, for our, our church with our team. We're doing that. And then you add in the element of your kid or children or home, you know, you're not able to do your normal routine and work. So you're having to create all these things. So I think understanding, you know, as, as we walk, walk through that, we don't want to allow those things to rob us of the joy because there's a gift right in front of us. There's a gift, like even there's times um, over the weekend I'm going to purposely turn my phone off for an extended amount of time. Mm. Not because I mean, it's not, I'm not an expert at this stuff, by the way. I'm not really good at this. <laughs> I'm doing this because I know I need to do it <laughs> for my soul. And my wife will tell you if she was on this, she'd be right. like, yes, yes, turn that thing off. <laughs> uh, you know, turn it off. Engage. You know, and my son even now is like, he's four and he's like, you know, when I'm, I'm with him and I'm pulling out my phone and I'm, I'm trying to text something. He's, he's been, he's so smart now. He knows. He's like, put your phone away. Put your phone. Like he, he knows yeah. what it means to him uh, when I have my phone up, that my full attention's not on him. On him. Yeah. And I get it. I get it. It's, it's really a difficult season and we're trying to adjust. But in that, you know, as part of that joy is, is giving, you know, giving ourselves a lot of kindness and grace. So instead of saying to yourself, Hey, I want to do my best. I would start saying, I'm going to do my best given my set of circumstances. Right. So your best, if your set of circumstances didn't involve the coronavirus, <laughs> looks very different than your best given uh, in light of what's going on with the coronavirus. Like for uh, Brad and I, we're both very high energy guys. Mm -hmm. Dude, it is really hard for us to be at home this long time. I mean, like it is hard because, and, and our, our, you know, our wives know it. They're like, can you just shut it off your mind? Can you do it? I'm like, I wish I could, but I can't. <laughs> it doesn't work that way for us. <laughs> and our energy, you know, and it's like, ah, you know. So I think understanding like doing your best given the set of circumstances uh, that you find yourself in. And, you know, I, I think one of the things that, you know, um, I have found helpful to slow myself down in that. And I know you talk a lot about this is, is meditation and one of the things I try to really do every morning and throughout the day is to practice uh, silence and solitude mm -hmm. and just still myself before God and just to invite him to lead me through the day. And I will pick out like a passage of scripture. So 
Um, what you may want to consider doing is you're you know thinking about this time and keeping the faith. Um, one of the ways to do that is um, to use the Psalms. And so the Psalms were written primarily by King David, but what they do is they take you through the roller coaster of emotions that we just described. So if you go through like Psalm 20 through 25, you see this roller coaster of emotion. You see uh, joy and sorrow and joy and sorrow. You see all these things that are part of being a human. And he just gives language to it. He gives expression to it. He reminds us that we're not alone, that we're that we're seen and that we're not forgotten in the midst of what we're facing, that we're celebrated, um, and that there's a God who cares deeply for us, you know, and he's he wants to father us through these times. And he loves us so much, you know, that he, he didn't want to uh, spend eternity without us. So he sent his son Jesus uh, to come for us and, and to show us not only the way to, to life, uh, the life that we were created for, as we were created on purpose and for a purpose, but to understand that what he would do for us as we just celebrated Easter, right? His, his life, death, burial, and resurrection really gives us this, this new life. And as you think about that even, it's powerful language to think about how Jesus on Good Friday was crucified, right? There's a death. And then on Saturday, which is often referred to as Silent Saturday, there's this long waiting period. And the disciples are disoriented. They didn't think he was going to rise from the dead. <laughs> like they were like, oh, dude, it's over. Right. Then he, he, he rises from the dead and appears to over 500 witnesses. And, and I tell you that because it, it's a, not only a historical event that took place, but it also is a picture of life, that there's death, burials, and resurrections. Uh, but oftentimes we want the resurrection without the death and the burial. And I think that as we keep the faith to know um, that even in the pain, there's purpose for it. You know, I, you know, I've been thinking a lot about my grandmother passing and as she's passed away, um, there's just been a lot of stuff that's been revealed to me, even about my family story that I knew already, but you're having to relive, you know, like on both sides of my family. Um, there's just these, these challenges and dynamics of, there's just like a lot of loss and cutoffs. So it wasn't until I was, you know, 28 that I was reconciled to my father. It wasn't until December I met my grandmother on my uh, father's side and my aunt and my two uncles. Um, as you know, I had met them when I was a baby, but I hadn't met them as a you know as a teenager and as an adult. Mm -hmm. And so I just I just saw them uh, for the first time in December. And then on the other side is is my mom's family, and there's an aunt that I haven't seen in years. And there's just all kinds of heartache and dysfunction within that side too. And and being able to say, hey those things are painful, you know, they're painful to face, you know, my, my, both my grandparents I'm on mom's side, um, they, you know, they came through the foster care system and they experienced a lot of heartache and pain. And my grandmother aged out of the foster care system at 16. So started working from 16 to 55. And I think about all the things that they endured and all that pain that you have to face. And then I look at it and see the meaning of, Hey, in the midst of that, um, there are a lot of great memories that I've created and have been created with my grandmother. And then I have a new, new way forward because of the, the history and the trajectory that they laid down some of the foundational things, even though it was imperfect to lay out for my, my wife and my, my son. And my brothers are doing the same thing. My brothers are in the area. 
as well. So it's it's incredible to watch all that play out. But I think it's important to to just see that in the midst of tons of despair, there's a deliverer, and we, we've talked often about Jesus through this time, and He wants to deliver us uh, from from death and despair. He's the, he wants to deliver us from those things and, and walk with us through what it what it is that we're facing and going through, um, and to walk with us even in the highs, the joys, and in the, the celebrations, and also in the sadness and the pain. And so I just, I love that about him, that he walks with us. Sure. That's good stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. man. And I don't want to, yeah. you know, no, 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 I'm just taking it all in. Yeah, man, I, I, I keep talking. So I let a, lot, a lot of people taking it in. And, and that was the whole purpose of today was to to get people to understand, you know, we're, we're going to get through this. You know, it, 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 it stinks. You know, it's not the best of, of situations. No one wanted this. <clears throat> and it's crazy because in that same kind of meditation that you do, one of the things that I do in, in just downtime, and I've done this a lot the past few days, is I remember like the beginning of this year, I had an amazing year. Yeah, I went to Arizona for the first time. <laughs> like we had trips. We had a great January. We had a great February. Me and my wife went down to the Bahamas. This was just a few weeks ago. Yeah. Like, and I don't want people to forget about all those good things that were happening. Like this is, we're just, we just got a little, we've been put on pause for a minute. That's it. Don't forget. Like this isn't, this isn't the new way. I, I want to be very clear. Yeah. Like we're going to get through this. It's just, you yeah. got, you, you have to evolve with the process. Right. And I think part of that too is that there's a Danish phrase and it, it just really simply means it, it will be good again. And uh, one of the pastors here, was talking about this on Sunday and he just, you know, was sharing that. And I think it will be good again. And I think, I, I, I think people talk about like, what's the new reality and all those things. But I think part of what this is doing, um, it's, there's a, as we think about pain, so, sometimes the other part of it is the purging of what's not as important as we once thought it was. Mm -hmm. And then surfacing what's really important. Maybe there are things that we've, held onto that we needed to let die in order to really embrace the life that we were intended for. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, um, you know, I think about even the good things that came. I, I think about even this as we were talking about it. Right. So like for me, I even think like, wow, I don't think it replaces face to face communication and all that kind of stuff. But I think this really does enhance what we're able to do relationally. Cause it, allows like I think about the zoom stuff that we've been doing mm -hmm. and I'm going to continue to use that as part of our arsenal once we go back to what they once were as much as we you know as much as they're able to you know um depending on the, the flow of things you know I, I know that there's always I feel like every time there's a press conference there's like this changes I don't even know how to like categorize what's going to happen but yeah. but the idea though is like innovation and this goes about keeping the faith is Innovation is really about holding on to what's important. A lot of times people just think it's new, like, oh, I'm just doing something new. Well, that's part of it, but what are you trying to do with the new? Mm -hmm. You're trying to hold on to what's important. So for you, Brad, this was important to connect with people, to connect with people that you care about through the communities that yep. you are involved in. So you, you told me how you were planning one way, but with the coronavirus, you had to go another way. And man, it's, it's turned out to be something really, really good. And I think there's in us all some um, unhealthy uh, potential attachments or coping mechanisms that we have that 
the coronavirus is revealing within us. And so there's a purging that needs to take place. You know, yeah. there's, there's maybe even a way that we cope with our emotions, you know, and we numb out the pain. I know some of us, we numb it out through alcohol. We numb it out through vaping. We numb it out through being on social media. We numb it out through pornography. We numb it out through, you know, watching uh, Tiger King. <laughs> you know, we numb it out through all these things. And, and you know, there's all kinds of ways that we do that. And I think one of the things we, we want to not miss is the gift of being stripped down, so to speak, to what really matters most and to understand, hey, what does this say about us? And I, and I just want to say to you guys, that, you know, as you think about, you know, you know, no matter where you are on your, your spiritual quest or journey, you know, if you seek God, he promises you're going to find him. So in that time, don't just stay at a place of like, hey, I'm, I'm being stripped down here. Cry out. Say, God, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this. I don't know what to do with this. You know, I don't, you know, and, and even to ask him for his help. And man, I, I, I promise you, he's going to walk with you. He's going to help you. He's going to, he's going to, I don't know how I'll always do it. And it may not be exactly the way you want it to come because, you know, I don't think Brad would say, you know, even two months ago, Hey, this is exactly how I want to do this podcast. Right. Like this is not how I wanted to do it, but, but in the midst of it, you know, um, there's something good that's that's come uh, through it. So I think that those those attachments, those unhealthy coping mechanisms, I think there's healthy ways to cope, right? There's healthy ways to do things like exercise is a healthy coping mechanism. Meditation, reading scripture, that's a healthy way that we cope with what's going on. Connection, community, all those things are healthy ways. But I, I would encourage us not to numb out what it is we're feeling just because it's you know challenging or difficult but to rather allow what it is that we're maybe holding on to in a codependent way, you know, not, uh, not interdependence, right? Like a lot of times we, in our, our culture, we're like independence or we like codependence, but we don't know about interdependence, mm. you know, like we, we go those two extremes, but both of those things in themselves, independence and codependence do us harm. Mm -hmm. We need interdependence. We need, we do need relationship. We need, brotherhood sisterhood we need community we need pe connection we need people to call our tribe and our family you know who are going to say things that are hard like yo man i haven't seen you at the gym what's going on right. <laughs> like brad like yo man like I, I hear you talking a lot at the gym on the phone like yo like, what's up man what, what kind of workout is that is that a you're doing a lot of this and not a lot of this right like you need people like that who are going to call your stuff out you know and and even um, I need that. I want that. I need that in my life when, you know, when I'm, you know, and when I'm hit the a lid, so to speak, and um, I'm becoming maybe potentially my own worst enemy. I want people to say, hey, like, what you, you know, I see what you're doing, but this is off track to what it is um, that I know is your desired outcomes. Like, how is this helping you accomplish the vision? I know you have, you know, the, the things that you want to see happen in your life. Yeah. And, you know, I've, you know, I've had conversations like that with people and they've had conversations like that with me and, and I welcome that, you know, and even yesterday, just being able to be honest with someone, they're like, they wanted more from me than I could give. And to have a friendship that could say, Hey, I want to do what you're asking me to do, but I literally cannot do it right now. <laughs> yeah. I can't do it. I don't think it's wise. And, and you need people to be honest with about those types of things as well. So I, don't know, I just think that's important to do. And I think even important, like you were saying, Brad, about 
um, you know, to keep the faith, to be able to, to take space and time to do things that are really purposeful. Um, and I would really encourage you, I know that there's a lot of restrictions right now, but get outside, get outside, like go to parks that don't have playgrounds. Um, go for a walk. Yeah, go for a walk in your neighborhood. Right. You know, look up, leave your phone at home at times. I'm not saying always. Mm-hmm. Leave that stuff at home to allow yourself to be re-energized. And um, I think it's really important that we find those spaces to do things like that. Like I, I talked about basketball, but man, I've had so much stress come my way the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it's good, good stuff coming from it. Yep. But it's forced me to like uh, prioritize that area of my life. So I'll purposely uh, leave my phone in time, inside at times and just shoot some hoops, man. No one's home. It's just me. I'm going to town. You know, I'm, I'm like Michael Jordan. I'm doing the last dance, you know, <laughs> you know, Nutripoli edition represent Nutripoli. Uh, but you know, like just, you know, really finding those, those things I think is really important in the midst of this season as well. Man, it's, it's always from the heart with you. And that's, that's what I love and I admire, mm. you know, for, for those of you that are following, I, I couldn't, I'm speechless because of it, because everything that you're saying is so true. And a lot of people just don't have that, that strength. So you just got to dig down. Um, And I think the biggest thing that I I get is where you're going to find this is just shutting everything off. Hmm. Like almost you got to disconnect to reconnect. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know what I mean? Like you got to just hold on. Let me just, let me clear this out of my head. Yeah. Take it in. And for me, like for me, that morning when I wake up, it's still beating. It's still there. Yeah. Okay, we're good. That's it. We're good. Sometimes that's all you need and just be like, listen, I'm here. You know, a lot of people didn't do that today. Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of people didn't wake up and have the ability to put their hand on their heart and be like, yo, I'm, I'm good. And and such an important part. Gratitude, everything that you said you know, speaks volumes with me. And, and and again, for those of you that are not following Joe, check him out on Facebook. I'm going to tag him in, in the post. Uh, I have his Instagram right up down on the bottom. Uh, the website address is down on the bottom for riverbendonline.org. Uh, I promise you, you know how like Instagram has like the little verification badge, right? When you're verified, you get that little blue mark. Listen, I'm gonna this. I'm gonna start something new right now here today. I'm gonna Brad Modridge verify Joe. Not that that means anything. It but, means a lot to me. Right? It's, it's <laughs> verification badge because of the authentic, the authentic authenticity of who you are, your genuineness, and for me, leader to leader is the servant leadership that you hold 100 percent of the time, mm. and uh, I praise you for it, man. Well, you know, I hope you know. Just you stay safe because we need more. We need more Joes in our life. You know, that's yeah, well, important. Yeah. I, I was going to say too, Brad. Like I think it's really um, important what you said too about um, not to cut you off on that. Like express gratitude. I want to encourage us all to at least once a day express three things we're grateful for. Like just call them out. What are you thankful for? Like right now, I could tell you, I'm thankful for Brad. And I'm thankful for uh, his leadership. I'm thankful for how he encourages the encouragers. You know, those are some things I'm really grateful. I'm thankful that I had a friend make me a cup of coffee. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for 
my I have an identical twin brother, by the way, in case you guys are like, aren't you the guy that owns the Chick-fil-A? I always like to like <laughs> John Velarde. He's my identical twin brother. And our, our standard joke is he's a really good looking guy. Uh, but we look just alike. And so he owns the Chick-fil-A in Whitehall. Uh, but I'm thankful that I could even go there through the drive-thru for lunch before we got him there. Got a cop salad with grilled chicken. There you go. Come on now, baby. I'm too okay. right now. <laughs> but but I, I think it's important, though, to call out what we're grateful for. And right now in the, the season of the crisis of the coronavirus, um, one of the things that it could easily easily become is a, a place for just to stay constantly critical. And I'm not talking about critical thinking. I'm talking about constantly practicing criticism of those who are closest to you. And, and even what's going on in you, around you, you know, what we're seeing in the events. So you have to fight that because, you know, it, Winston Churchill said it well, it's not the critic that counts, right? It's not, the critic doesn't count. It says it's the one who's willing to get in the fight, right? That, that counts and matters. So you, you want to make sure that even you express gratitude to those who are closest to you. Mm -hmm. right? Like this morning, my, my wife made me this great, like sweet potato eggs thing, uh, all mm -hmm. the crazy stuff. And I was just wanting to make sure she knew, like, hey, I'm really grateful for this breakfast. Thank you for, for doing that. And you know, thank you for being a good mom, you know, and sh show gratitude to those people around you. But even what you admire about them, mm -hmm. you know, like, man, go out of your way to do that. Because, you know, criticism is easy to come by, but celebration and encouragement is very difficult to find these days. And, you know, the only way... Um, the only way to, to find out if someone needs encouragement, there's only one test that you have to, 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 to do. And the test is simply to find out if they're breathing or not. Because if they're breathing, they're going to need encouragement. They're going to need encouragement because encouragement is the oxygen to our souls and our spirits. So we need constantly to, to be encouraged. And sometimes encouragement is, um, again, I'm affirming what I see in you. Um, here's what I adore about you. Here's what I'm thankful for. Um, but also encouragement is, hey, I love you so much. I need to lovingly challenge you on this. Encouragement works both ways. It, you know, when you're called to something, that's the most loving thing you could do. Not just called away from something, but to something. Mm -hmm. You know, like when my wife says, "Hey, man, I noticed you've been on the phone a lot," like, and <laughs> it's difficult for me to feel like you're really present. <laughs> like she's calling me to something because she's saying you're missing out on something. Better. Right. You know, you're missing out on this moment. And and so that's really loving and important to do. So as you were saying that, Brad, I think I just wanted to piggyback that. I think yeah. it's so important, um, especially now that we're intentionally doing that. So think about the people that you're closest to. So first of all, what are you thankful for? Who are the people you could express gratitude for uh, in a public way? Maybe that's through a Facebook shout out. Maybe, maybe it's in a private way where you uh, text them, call them, like, don't minimize the importance of just doing something old fashioned, like calling someone like Brad called me to set this up yeah. and we, we talked and man, it was great. We had a funny conversation about people who were getting in our faces during the coronavirus. They were like, what are you doing? Uh, yo, 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 <laughs> back up off me. Give me some space. Uh, <laughs> someone was coming by me. I was like, Bo, and like, you, know me, you know, I'm more of like a hugger. And I was like, yo, yo, man, like, yo, let's go. But, uh, you know, we want to we wanna be able to, uh, to really practice that connection point in not only sharing what we are going through our struggles, but even the things we're celebrating about other people. Like, 
we, we don't want to miss that. And one of my favorite things to do, um, first of all, is to acknowledge, hey, what do I all have in my life? Like, what am I grateful for? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then to just communicate that in some way to people. Because I know what it does to me. Like, even what you said to me before, Brad, like, it wasn't just flattering. It was life-giving. Yeah. Life-giving what you said to me through this time. Like, wow, like, that's very honoring uh, of you to say about me. And that meant a lot to me. And so I want to make sure that I'm, I'm doing that for others as well. Because, again, there's not a shortage of criticism. Right. I mean, just go through your Facebook feeds. You, you you tell me your social media feeds like there's not Uh-oh. but they befriended like a hundred people in the past like two weeks. <laughs> I right. just want to hear it. Right, it's just like after a while you're like, okay, I get it. But like, what what could you know? What could you affirm and encourage? Even if you have to lovingly call somebody to something, mm-hmm. you know, are you doing that? And then even actions of encouragement, things like, you know, I know for my wife it means the world. So when I pick up my son's toys. You know, and we're trying to obviously train him to do that. But when I try to pick up and tidy up, does that stuff really bother me? No. But does that bother my wife? Yes. And how do I how do I love her and encourage her? It's actions like that. You know, it's actions, you know, um, like being thoughtful about we have a family member right now battling through it looks like the coronavirus. But how can I take initiative so it doesn't all fall on her? You know, how can I take the lead in my leadership. Yeah, there's a lot I'm doing here at the church, but man, family's part of my leadership, right? It starts with me and Jesus, you know, and then my wife and my son and my mother-in-law who lives with us, who's a widow, mm-hmm. we love her, and, and then works through the, the local church that I'm a part of, and then our local community. So I've got to, I've got to see it that way. And that, that offers so much life and encouragement to Amy, my wife, because and she goes above and beyond for our family. And I just want to, you know, really walk with her through that and, and be an encourager in those ways. So, again, it's word and action. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, I think about, Brad, you even being an encourager to me over the years about, you know, my, my physical goals and my leadership goals. And even, you know, making time to come on. I have a podcast, Vision for the Valley. It's a bit on hiatus because of all this right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, all this, you know, I'm leading in different ways right now because of, of what's going on. But, um you know, just to to know, like, hey, we're we're in it together, is so encouraging and life giving. So, I want you to think about that. Like, you know, I know Brad's a big proponent of how can you add value, but again, don't lose sight. Encouragement costs you very little. The only thing it costs, it doesn't cost you anything money wise. It costs you thought and time. So maybe you want to send a text message. Hey, maybe you want to make a phone call. Maybe you want to. I like sometimes making a video. And uh, then sending that through a text. Like, and I love something that I really love doing. Just throw it out there for those listening. I love um, when I know it's someone's birthday. I love to call them and start the phone call. By just, <laughs> and I'm like, this, hey, I've got something really important to tell you. And uh, is, are you at a good place? And they'll be like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I just burst into happy birthday song. And I just love it. Ready for something serious. And then I'm like, and then after I'm done, I just tell them how much I appreciate them and love them. Yeah. And but that same idea should go around uh, throughout throughout the year, outside of their birthday. We should be looking for moments like that. And you know, and sometimes we'll do a video message, you know, so my, my wife and my son and even my mother-in-law can get on it. We did that two, two times this week. And, uh, man, it just, it is a way to add value in life 
to people. And so many people have done that for me as well. And so I want to make sure um, that we are encouraging people, like that we would be marked by uh, encouragement, because that's a form, I believe, of gratitude as well. I, I believe that, that it's so important. So, yeah, those are just a couple of things. I, I didn't mean to it's go all good, yeah, we got, we got no rules here, man. Uh, <laughs> we make them up as we go, right? I take that back. One rule, just keep it real, and it doesn't get any more real as you. Um, <clears throat> gonna beat my drum one more time here because I've been saying it since the day we've been locked up. Number one, there's seven simple rules, kind of keep you focused, mm -hmm. get your body moving, exercise a little bit every day, go out, get some fresh air, go for a walk, read, self develop, do something that feeds your brain. <clears throat> Number three, keep a routine, right? Keep a routine. That routine is going to give you structure. Structure is going to lead into the next one, which is a little bit of a to-do list. It's okay to be productive, do productive things. You know, uh, there was some shaming going around about, you know, uh, people that say you should come out of Corona better than you were before. And I don't want you to feel that being hyper productive, right? A little bit, um, or even just productive on a flat line, just being productive every day. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Um, and that leads me to the next one. Don't waste time. Uh, one thing we cannot get back is time. So again, what's the return on your investment? Are you going to waste time? Are you going to sit there Netflix and chill? Another one is be positive. Keep a positive attitude. Keep your attitude in check, right? You never know. And for one reason, you never know what someone else is going through. Um, that's super, super, super important. So you may be that person that uplifts them because they're going through a hard time. Um, be that 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 positive person in people's lives. And then most importantly, everything that that Joe has been talking about right, right now, which is the epitome of who he is, uh, is help people. When all else fails, help people. Pour value, add value, text, video phone. I do a lot of that. I do a lot of the uh, the audio text. Yeah, you know, right. like an iPhone, I just hold it down. I'm like, yo, what's up, big guy? Just thinking about your brother, blah, 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 blah. And I'll shoot that out in a text so they hear it, right? And uh, that's it, man. Joe, thank you so much for your yeah. time. Can I, I can, add one, can I add one more thing here? Thanks. I was going to say, too, um, uh, as you think about the – just as you were talking about the shaming about getting better, mm -hmm. I think I think one of the dangers about interpreting like words are so powerful, right? Mm -hmm. So I think one of the things that you, we all have to be careful with is less about, Hey, what did I accomplish? So a lot of people talk about accomplishment as better. Think about less of that and more about who am I, how, who have I become during this time? Mm. How am I deepening the, the, the person uh, that is Joe Velarde. You know, how is my character uh, being changed and, and uh, formed? And, you know, there's all kinds of ways that growth happens. So don't don't limit it to just, hey, I knocked this off my to-do list. Because mm -hmm. I don't think that's what you mean, Brad. I think it's about, hey, how do I – that's part of it. But I think you mean like, hey, how, how can I get better? Right. In, in the simplest form, it is yeah. only for the simple fact – you're in, in, in the big picture. Yeah. How can you become better? Right. What can you do to become better? Right. So just take a, take a look at it. Uh, I have a honeydew list. She wants plants out front. She wants this out there here. She wants to paint. We want to paint the basement doors. So like, and just, I'm 
be very transparent with you. I hate doing that stuff. <laughs> I hate doing yard work. I hate painting. I'm not a handyman. I'm not a, I'm not that dude. I don't build walls. I don't take out like, it's not me. I'm a firm believer that there's people that know their skill set, love their skill set. I can't stand those things. Yeah. But right now, being the time, everything that you just said, considering that my wife is an animal, right? She's a beast. She does a lot, a lot to the table. I have to say, okay, for me to be the better husband, not to be the better, to be a better, right? right for me to be a better husband. I got to say, okay, it's not about what you hate. It's what she wants. And let me help her because she's been so serving and giving. Yeah. If you know what? She wants me to dig a hole. I'm going to dig a hole for her. Mm. And it's just, it's just that level of me understanding that's what she wants. And she may not be rah, 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 go, go through. Let me, you know, punch through walls. What's going to make her feel good in this time is that her husband says, okay, well, let's go dig this ditch. And I wasn't like, I don't want to do that. I'll hire someone to do that. I'll, you know, I'll write a check for someone to do that. I don't want to do that. And 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 it's it's that type of, I guess, production where. Yeah, well, I would say, I would say that that is actually that's what I was trying to get at. So it is, yes, there's something getting done, but you know what's getting done before the thing that's actually getting done? You're getting undone. Right. So you're saying, hey, I'm lovingly sacrificing, not because I have to. I want to. Right. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to moan about this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get it done, man. I know what I got to get done, and I know what's going to speak to my wife in a powerful way. And really, Brad, that is, in a lot of ways, um, it is a form of character development and growth. Mm -hmm. It speaks of a maturing. And we all have opportunities like that. I think that was my point is don't. Perfect. if you get if you get too sidetracked by oh man I got to get all this done I you know I've got to get like a twelve pack by the time the coronavirus is over whatever the thing is in your mind right right you know I got to read twenty books you know and I'm not saying those goals in themselves are are bad but if you'll focus more about who I want to become right like Clear talks about and out of you know Atomic Habits he talks about that like yeah start with who do I want to become that will drive what you do so Brad saying. Hey, I want to become a better husband. I want to become the best version of a husband to my bride as I can be. Mm-hmm. What steps do I need to take to do that? Well, she gave me a list and I can pretend the list isn't there. I could say, well, I'm doing a bunch of stuff and but the list is still there, right? It's still, you know, like, and it's the same thing for me. I'm very similar to that too, Brad. Like there's all kinds of stuff we're doing renovations and that stopped in the middle of all this. And, and dude, just sucking it up and being like, there is this thing in our shed, like we, cause we, um, we moved into my mother-in-law's house that my uh, my father-in-law built in 1975, and so we, we bought the home. And mm-hmm. so the shed is like a mess. Like right, <laughs> I walked in. My wife's like, "I got to get the mower because this guy." And I'm like, "Dude, let's just." I didn't even say anything. I just went out there and just started taking stuff out and just right. doing like, "Hey, this is, I'm actually good at that. Like, I can take it out and we can throw out what we need to do and organize, and just continuing to do that." And it really, what does it say about me? It says, "Hey, you're." You know, it's deepening something to me to say, hey, there's more things. There are more things that are important than just what I'm going to do for se- per se for, for my job. You know, there, there are things uh, like my family that I need to prioritize. And this is one of the ways I show that uh, sacrificing even what maybe I would like to do for maybe what's best for for uh, my family and what means a lot to my wife. 
So these are all, for me at least, character things that are leading to the productivity because they motivate us. Yeah. Because it's something bigger than just ourselves. It's yeah. like, man, who am I becoming? And really, what do I, what do I need to do to, to get there? And, you know, those are all opportunities through this time. We have all kinds of opportunities like this, though. Like Brad talked about digging a ditch. Man, I don't know about anybody that really wants to dig a ditch. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, right? Like, we've got opportunities like that. Like, opportunities right. to dig dishes, clean up around the house, um, you know, send a note. You know, all kinds of things that are, there are these little things that seem inconsequential to us. But when you do a lot of little things, they change us and they change the people around us. They add value to their lives. And I, I think that's a, a really important part of it. And I also think, you know, as we look at this, Brad, even through partnership, and one of the things I wanted to to say is we think about even what we've talked about uh, through our relationship. One of the beautiful things about the Valley is that there's so many people who are for the Valley and who are in it and for it. And so even as I was talking about this food distribution, Thing. Like I think about even how encouraging you were towards that. But then we have people like uh, from um, Michael Flooring Design Studios. They said, hey, we'll use our van to drop off meals. Wow. Literally today came with their van. Uh, shout out to those guys. And they dropped off 200 meals to the Sixth Street Shelter. That's great. We got, we got friends at the Seven Sirens Brewery that they're going to store meals for us to go to New Bethany ministry because that's right down the road from where they are. And we're trying to really uh, work with different uh, businesses and organizations within the Valley, different individuals, because we can't do it on our own. And, and it's just an important reminder to us, hey, it's a collaborative effort and we need one another in this. And you think about that with the food distribution, distribution that's very true, but it's also true about life in general. You know, we, we need to be collaborating with one another, encouraging, um, affirming, expressing gratitude as well. So that was, my, that was my long tangent. I'm sorry, but I, I just, brother. it's all good. <laughs> I can do this all day. Uh, Joe, again, thank you so much for your time today. Everybody out there, you know, stay focused, stay positive, keep a good attitude. Remember, you know, you're alive. You got, if you could watch this, you're in a, in a good place. It's not as bad as it is. This too shall pass. We all have conflict. We're all going through something. But the question is, are you going to continue to fight the fight? Are you going to continue to conquer your conflicts? Joe, my brother, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, again, check him out. Uh, look him up here. I'm going to tag him in the post. His Instagram's right down on the bottom. Take a look at the ticker. Check him out on his website. And uh, Joe, my man, thank you so much for today. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for letting me be a part of this. It's such a, an awesome privilege uh, to be able to share this time with you. And thanks for all your encouragement, all you're doing for the community as well, man. I'm, I'm grateful for, for you, man, and, and the friend and brother that you've been to me over the years, man. Uh, you're no, doing no. a good thing, man. So thank you. Glad you're in my life, brother. Thank you so much. And ladies and gentlemen, we are out.